meeting of the Peace River Town Council for Monday, May the 25th, 2015, to order at uh, one minute after five. Uh, you should have uh, an agenda in front of you. Are there any additions or deletions that need to be made to the agenda? Your Worship, I have one addition uh, coming out of the Lac Cardinal meeting that I had on um, last, or yeah, Thursday. I was like, not Monday, um, regarding the airport committee. Okay, so uh, is, is that an in-camera item or? No, it does not need to be in-camera. Okay, so we'll put it under new business. Perfect. Okay, item 10 under new business will be airport uh, committee. Any other additions or deletions? Hearing none, I'll take a motion to accept the agenda as amended. Uh, Mr. Sawchuk, all in favor of Mr. Sawchuk's motion? Passed. Um, we are now at adoption of minutes. Um, the first one on the uh, on deck circle is the regular council of 11th of May 2015, those minutes. So are there any corrections that need to be made to those minutes? Mr. Mayor, I'm um, looking at um, section four public hearings, part one C, and just wondering about how that is written in the minutes, what, it, what its intent is. is under hearings so the intent is uh, to make note that those submissions were made at the um, um, at the public hearing the written submissions I guess my question is and then and not included in the public hearing agenda package are read into the record I think the wording maybe needs yeah. clarity. Yeah, that R should not be there. Or at least a but, but read into the record. So do you see that, Ms. Alexa? Uh, so the last R in A-R-E in uh, paragraph C should be and. Any other uh, items that we need to uh, clarify or correct? Is it necessary to have a line that separates uh, that portion of the meeting that was Deputy Manzer and the Mayor, or did I miss it? There, there was a dual, a dual chairmanship role in the, at this meeting, and I just wonder if does that need to be noted? 
Uh, it says Mayor Tarpey joined the meeting at 5:23 p.m. Is that is that good enough? Deputy Mayor Manzer stepped down, and Mayor Tarpey chaired the meeting, and that was uh, after motion 1505-369 was carried. That's just above unfinished business. Any I don't other? recall you actually stepping down. I think I think somebody raced out of the chair, but. Uh. <laughs> okay. I'm not sure I can write that in the minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Mayor, I'll, I'll move the acceptance of these uh, minutes. As, as amended. Amended. All in favor of Deputy Mayor Manzer's motion? Passed. That uh, takes us to um, the Governance and Priorities Committee meeting minutes of the 13th of May, 2015. So these are fairly straightforward. <coughs> I'll make a motion to accept those minutes as presented. All in favor of Councillor Bird's motion? Passed. Uh, are there any public hearings, Mr. Lexoff? No, Your Worship. Ms. Uh, Bench, uh, no presentations for today, I take it? No. Uh, that'll uh, move us right into bylaw 1952, the off-site levy bylaw. And I'm assuming Ms. Modi will, uh, uh, will speak to that. Good evening. Good evening, Ms. Modi. So we are here today to consider second and at council discretion third reading of bylaw 1952, which is an update to the offsite levy bylaw. The update would incorporate some new text in the bylaw, including some changes to when the imposition and payment of the levy is due. It would remove the at sale portion of the bylaw and allow it to remain at subdivision or development permit stage. The change to the text also includes amending the bylaw to incorporate an offsite levy policy which is coming before council later on this evening so that the town can use the two in conjunction to administer the bylaw and then the bylaw would also update schedules a b and c which are the levy rate model that sets the rates the rates themselves and the map that goes along with those rates I can take any questions that council has. Are there any questions for Ms. Modi? I have one. <clears throat> so can you just clarify for me again the, the, the at sale versus the development and subdivision? Because I'm still having a hard time kind of wrapping my head around that. So for example, up in Saddleback where we have the lots, mm -hmm. when they developed those lots, now we're saying, because before we had given um, I guess an exception or some in that regard saying that they could be paid at time, time of sale. sale 
So you're, so this bylaw is not going to allow that anymore? No, it wouldn't. Uh, a time of sale is much more complicated for administration to catch because we are involved in approving subdivision applications and we are involved in administering the development permits, but we are not involved in sale transactions directly. So it, it's an, if we have sale in there, then it means that there's an opportunity where we possibly should have considered imposing the levy where we don't necessarily know for sure. So it's up to someone being extremely vigilant in the town office and catching a sale where we're not necessarily a part of that process. It's part of two private in individuals. So that's why from an administrative perspective, we don't we don't enjoy having the at sale in the bylaw. Yeah, and I, and I guess, I mean, I can appreciate that. I guess my concern again too is, is I mean, we are understandably going to have the highest offsite levies in the area, and I, I understand why we are. Mm -hmm. um, I guess what I'm trying to do is find other ways to not discourage development in the community, and to me that was, I guess, a compromise, if that's an okay word to use. Um, so I guess I'm, I'm still having an issue with taking that out of there, but okay. uh, just I guess I'll state that there. I can see Ms. Modi's point, though, in the subdivision I live in, which was developed basically 20 years ago or more, there's still empty lots that are being sold now, and trying to recoup that is a tough job. I guess I don't, I don't disagree with that. I understand that. But I guess what I am looking at is trying to find some compromise and not discourage development completely. And I mean, it is, we are going to be asking a fair amount when we're looking at some of these larger subdivisions. Um, but I may be the sole voice on this one, so. Well, and I hope that the offsite levy policy provides some of that clarity on how we administer, but also some of the flexibility that the town can use to, to not be a discouragement to, so to how development. Do, how does it affect the ones that are already in progress, so the ones in Saddleback? Would we, uh, if the levy has been imposed, and in that case it has, then it is what it is, and this is, doesn't go back retroactive to affect those. So it's new development. Yeah. It is new development. Okay. So just to get at the, that Pannon's uh, concern then, what, what's the, the relationship of the off-site levy cost versus the the purchase cost, the development cost, it still represents a relatively smaller portion of that, the overall development cost? Well, the levy is based on the amount of land that you're dealing with. So on a very a small lot, it will be a relatively small portion. If you're dealing with a whole quarter section, then that can be a, a substantial cost. No, but do unit values like per acre? Like if it's a quarter section, the offsite levy is going to be much larger, but the land cost is going to be much larger. The development That's costs right. are going to be much larger. So, yeah. do you have it, no sense at all what the, uh, you know, what those those different categories are in terms of you know for per unit unit. We've got it per hectare right now, and it's approximately between eighty and eighty-five thousand per hectare. Okay, and okay, fine. Now, what is land values of that's currently being developed? What what? Surely, I, surely, the town knows. That would all depend on where the land is, what the topography of the land is. There's all kinds of things to be considered. I can't give you a percentage of the, 
uh, 10% of the overall costs will be off-site levies. We can't give you that because it all depends on what land, what the land looks like, what the land has on it. Okay. All right. So, in terms of a hectare, how, what are the dimensions of a hectare? Two and a half acres, and for every <laughs> acre, you get about 10 to 12 residences. Okay, so per hectare, about 12, re say 10 residences to be generous. So we divide everything by 10 when we're actually considering the cost per house or something. I think that's dividing it by too few. Yeah, so divide it by 85,000 by two and a half because that turns it to per acre, so $34,000 per acre, and divide that by, uh, well, you want to do it by 10, that would work out to $3,400 per, per residential lot. But I think 12 is probably more reasonable, so. You do it by 12, it's 2,800 odd. So I guess my other question has to do with uh, the second and third reading ideas. Um, there are some changes since first reading, right? Yes, yeah. yes there are. So do we think the general public is well aware of the changes, I guess, is my question. Well, I understand there's quite a few developers that have been coming up to get their payments in early before the... Uh, <laughs> before the increase, so I think people are aware. And we, there have been changes since first reading, but at the public hearing, the bylaw that was available to the public at that time was the current bylaw. Are you saying let's just do second reading and then third reading uh, a week later? Or? Uh, my concern was just that there was an awareness of the changes, and if there has been, then I'm fine with either way. Okay, I will, uh, if there's no more questions or debate, I will uh, ask for someone to put forward uh, a motion for second reading. Mr. Needham. Your Worship, I would uh, put forward a motion for second reading for, uh, for the off-site levy bylaw. 1952. That was probably when you were born, too. It, it, it was an exceptionally fine year. <laughs> All in favor? Uh, Pass second reading. Is there anyone who desires to uh, make a motion for third reading? I'll make motion to give third reading to bylaw 1952. All in favor of bylaw 1952 as per Rod Burr's motion? Passed. Anyone against? No. Um, Um, thank you, Ms. Money. I will now ask for Mr. Grant Smith to come up and give us a, an update on bylaw 1958, the taxi bylaw, or the proposed taxi bylaw. And good evening. Uh, taxi bylaw is still very much a work in progress. Uh, we've made 
quite a bit of progress. We have uh, found a better way to display the driver's permit. It's just a matter of it's going to be very much a cut and paste job because we don't have a machine that'll print them like we have now. Uh, there are negotiations ongoing with the uh, companies regarding other matters. Uh, I will inform you that they're, none of them are very happy with the inspection standard uh, based solely on cost, but we're working through that and we're trying to find an area where that we will not weaken the intent of the bylaw and it, it will still meet the standard to which council would like it to come as a without compromising far too much. Uh, we're in the process of having discussions with each company individually because we found if we try to bring them all into the same room, it becomes uh, rather a competitive shouting match and not a whole heck of a lot gets done. So uh, of necessity, it's, it's going to take a bit longer. Uh, you will see from the uh, information I presented to you, uh, the things that we've made some progress on, stuff that we still need to make progress on, and I, I think we're, we're pretty much, uh, I'd probably guess about a week behind schedule where I'd like to be. But uh, of necessity, the, the other things that I'm involved in and in getting the ownership and sometimes the, the owner operators into the same room uh, and to talk sometimes civilly is a little more difficult, especially in the summertime when there's a, a lot of demand. Uh, there, there seems to be a lot of demand uh, for taxi services. Uh, the RCMP have been very, very helpful, made a large number of suggestions that we can implement very, very quickly. Uh, a couple of them, the uh, one company in particular is not too happy with, but uh, if they wish to do so, then they can. Their, their only recourse, as I see it, is to uh, challenge it on an unfortunately constitutional basis. It, it doesn't have a lot of basis in criminal law. So how many taxi ca cab companies are there in the town? There are four resident in Peace River, three of which we had replies from. Uh, one, uh, say I've spoken with him, uh, and I mean only spoken, there's nothing in writing, and we did ask for written submissions. Uh, he seems to have not have a lot of interest. I don't know what's going on. And the other company is the uh, the one from Grimshaw who is basically operating only as a shuttle between the two companies. He picks up the occasional in-town fare, but uh, it's inconsequential to what the other companies are doing. So the names of the companies are Peace River Peace River Taxi. Taxi. Peace River Taxi, Two-Tone Taxi, Down Cabs, and 12, 12 foot are the locals. And the dual cabs is out of Grimshaw. Okay. So the 12 foot guy only has cars 12 feet in length or what? <laughs> and some days I think he'd like to stretch them. Okay. Uh, so you have two options for us. One is to uh, to pass the bylaw to, or to move forward with second reading of the original draft uh, and, and, and then
then with the idea of turning that into a bylaw on June the 8th. Uh, the other option was table bylaw 1958 until July 2015 for further review and input. And you all, an administration's recommendations is that council adopt option two so that you can do more consultation with the taxi operators. That is correct. I, say I would much prefer the town to be negotiating from a position of strength. And uh, every, and I say the I's are dotted, the T's are crossed. And I, we should not be rushing into this. We've, when we first did this years back, there was a bit of a hurry to get into it. And it got moved forward a bit too quickly and things got missed. And those things that were missed, some of them were taken advantage of. I'd much rather have a more ironclad document than what we have now. And I think the town would benefit from it. So, uh, Councillor Ford, would you like to make a motion? I can focus discussion, then we can have further. Yeah, just a couple of questions for Mr. Smith in regards to the mechanical inspection standards. <clears throat> um, with your discussions with the, uh, the companies, how, where, where are you seeing it going? They don't like it, based mainly on cost. And there, there's no question about it. That particular standard is, you know, very, very, very close to what the Alberta government calls the out-of-province standard. Uh, if you were bringing in a vehicle from BC, Saskatchewan, whatever, it's a little more, you know, a lot more rigorous. Now, to go beyond that, then you're, you're invading the, uh, what they call the commercial vehicle inspection program, the CVIP. Yeah. That's overkill for a taxi. That's designed for school buses, you know, commercial trucks and stuff. But the standard under the Insurance Act, which would apply Say, for example, you were selling your personal automobile to someone else, and it was over 10 or 11, whatever the province decree is, years old. All that covers is the basic mechanics. Doesn't they take into account, you know, tire wear? You know, has it been, you know, it last? Well, is is it roadworthy? Yes. That's the basic question with the insurance act. I mean, yeah, inspection. And to to get a level of safety. For a public conveyance, uh, the uh, the standard that's close to the uh, out-of-province standard is, is in my mind, and certainly in the minds of a number of municipalities, including the city of Grand Prairie and others around us, that's the way to go. It is expensive. It's anywhere between $275 and $300 an inspection. And that was going to be annually? or Annually. Annually. The only way that you're exempt for an inspection, annual inspection, is if you use a brand new vehicle still under manufacturer's warranty, that warranty not to exceed five years. Once it becomes six years old, it has to be inspected. Annually. And that's what you currently have in the bylaw? Now, uh, the bylaw was amended. Probably no, I, what I mean in the draft. That, in the draft on it, yes, that's correct. And the city of Edmonton would have to do the. City of Edmonton has its own standards because they have a taxi commission or something very similar. Same with city of Calgary. They're they're very much a, a different a animal than what uh, a city like Grand Prairie or a municipality like Beecher or High Prairie Slave Lake would use. Yeah, but the person riding in the cab is probably the. Uh, the same average height, weight, and 
More than likely. Risk, risk tolerant? More than likely. So, so why would we, uh, why would we adopt a lower standard than City of, Cal City of Calgary, City of Edmonton? Because they, uh, I'm not saying we'd adopt a lower standard, not by any means. They have different classes of taxis. Edmonton has about, uh, if I remember rightly, about four different classes of taxis. They have taxis, then they have accessible taxis, then they have two other varieties that I can't remember the name of right off the top of my head. And there's a different standard for each class of taxi. The, the general one, the, the normal one you hail down outside, you know, the Weston Hotel, is probably just a standard taxi. Uh, the accessible taxi, of course, is something more like uh, for someone with a physical disability. But again, City of Evans, City of Calgary run different classes, different types of inspections. I'm saying, and what I'm recommending, and what the RCMP recommends, is we go to this standard that is higher. You know, it's not quite out of province, but next best thing, but it's not as high as CVIP and it's not as low as Insurance Act. And that would cost about $300 a year? Depending on which dealership you go to. Uh, the lowest I've come across is about 265 The highest uh, was about three and a quarter annually and per the, cab. And the current inspection program costs how much? Again, depending on where you get it done, anywhere from 125 to $175 annually. But just to clarify, uh, Mr. Smith, so if the vehicle is still covered by a manufacturer's warranty, whether it's two or five or six years, then the mechanical inspection does not apply because no, it, it's a it new... Com comes into force once that manufacturer's right. warranty reaches so, its limit. So could you consider this an incentive for cab companies to drive somewhat modern vehicles as Absolutely. opposed to a bunch of roadworthy jalopies? Yeah. And that was the intent originally uh, when this whole thing came to a boil in about 2009. Some of the vehicles being used as taxi cabs in this town were, for the lack of a better description, 10,000 automobile parts flying in close formation. And the, the specification to the outer province standard was very much high, but you know, we wanted a roadworthy vehicle. You know, that, you know, it, you know the, the wheels aren't going to fall off it, the undercarriage isn't going to come off, and this was the way to go without burdening them with the extra cost and basically some of the nonsense that goes into a commercial vehicle like a bus or a large truck. Okay. Councilor Burry, you had some questions. Well, I guess I'm just trying to sort out my own mind the cost. So we're, we're not asking for the interprovincial inter one, which I've heard is very onerous and some of the stuff is, well, I think kind of outlandish. If you had an oil leak, you'd fail that, that test. That, the test we got, that wouldn't happen or do you know? The, the other province ones I've seen, uh, there'd have to be a, a very serious leakage of oil. Uh, I know when uh, I'm going back a lot of years, when I brought my vehicle into this province from New Brunswick, it had to go through that. And it had been across the country twice, and you know it, it had some leaky oil and stuff, but I still passed. Uh, the thing with that one is, is the braking system, steering system, you know, the front end. It's not so much how clean is the engine, is it, is it putting out, you know, 
a drop or two of oil here? Is it pouring, you know, you know, three of the four liters out on the ground while you're sitting in one spot? Yeah. I, I well, don't think that... But know, I talked to a service rep about that, the difference there, because I, I have concerns of, with the cost and whether that's going to be impediment to having a cost-efficient taxi service. And he, he was fairly adamant that if it leaks oil at all, you know, if it drips... I say, I, I'm not aware, you know, I may not even be acquainted with the, the person that you've been talking to, but uh, are, are you... <laughs> you just have my attention? I'm trying to get the mayor's attention, oh, actually. Oh, oh, sorry. I would uh, like to put a motion on the floor that we accept the administration's recommendation and uh, let Graham go back and continue his talks and try and get something hammered out, bring this thing back in July once he's got something for us. Okay, uh, any last questions or comments? Well, I guess just before it comes back, I'd like to see uh, actually what is the different, the standard that we have now for inspection versus what you're proposing so I can look at it. No, I'll certainly, I'll, in fact, I'll make it available to you. I'll email it to your uh, main council report and you can get it Okay. To you. Thanks. They're they're not uh, they're not secret documents. Okay. Um, somebody want to? Yeah, oh yeah. We have a motion on the f on the floor on the table uh, from Mr. Sawchuk to adopt uh, administration's second option, uh, which was to uh, defer this until uh, July 2015 by law 1958 until July 2015. All in favor? Okay. Thank uh, you. Uh, stay where you are, because I understand you have an update on the loitering bylaw that you were asked to craft. Yeah, there's a, a package uh, you should have before you. Uh, there's a sample bylaw there. I, I just kicked that out to see uh, what the council's thoughts might be on it. Uh, I think I said it before, but I will say it again. Loitering is the most ill-defined, quote-unquote, crime in the book. Uh, it is also probably one of the hardest to prove. It ranks right up there with arson. And in an arson, you practically have to have a suspect with a can of gas and a lit match in his hand. Loitering is what? And then I do believe I included a definition of loitering for the information of counsel. To hang about or walk about idly with no apparent purpose. And even the Supreme Court of Canada has said, yeah, that's pretty vague. You have to be a little bit uh, careful how you proceed with that. There's, there was one case, uh, I think it was Harvey, uh, Regina versus Haywood, I believe, Supreme Court of Canada. And, and what's that the, the vagueness of the term loitering was taken to task and acquittal was directed. Uh, you're probably aware of what's been going on in Tabor in the last little while and how notorious and or infamous they've become with their loitering, public disturbances, etc. bylaw. And when I spoke with the RCMP, Three main areas were identified. Two of them were pretty much high profile, one of which was what do we do with all the persons, you know, were lolling about the street, most of them under the influence of alcohol, uh, to which 
both the RCMP uh, detachment commander and his operations NCO agree it's a social and lifestyle problem which will never legislate a cure for and Alberta justice has taken the the sales right out from under us or the rug out from under us because their direction is where a person is found in a public place intoxicated the police have two choices scoop them take them up lodge them in cells until they sober up boot them loose or they can serve them with a violation ticket requiring payment of a fine or a court appearance but not both so if you hand them the violation ticket number one they have to understand what they've just been given. They have to be sober enough. Number two, they have to appear in court. Number three, if they're found guilty, they have to pay a fine. Most of them can't. They haven't anything to pay a fine with. And when you lock people like that up for default of payment, all you're doing is warehousing them. You're getting them off the streets and out of your hair for two, three, four days at crack, or if you're really lucky, and I use the term lucky very loosely, you know, a month, depending on how many violations and how many convictions they've they've ramped up. So that one doesn't work. the The other problem is apparently the uh, RCMP are telling me that we're now starting to get groups of. Uh, they use the word "use." Uh, I said, "What do you mean by use?" Anywhere from 14 to 21, 22. Okay, gathering in places like Riverfront Park. The, the events park, uh, the uh, ball diamonds up on the West Hill at all hours of the night for no apparent purpose other than just to hang out. Uh, sometimes they're causing a disturbance, sometimes they're, not, they're just milling them out. And in, in their experience and my security and policing experience over the years, groups, people like that, whether it be, you know, four or five or 15 at 1 o'clock or 2 o'clock in the morning with absolutely nothing to do, it's trouble going somewhere to happen. Because they're going to get bored, they're going to want to create some quote-unquote excitement, or somebody takes exception to something somebody said or the way somebody looked at somebody and a fight breaks out. The RCMP right now lack the legislative authority from the town to just say, okay, you, 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 and you, it's 2 a.m., what are you doing in the 12-foot Davis Events Park? Get out, go home. Because right now, they, you know, they really need, under you know, provincial or federal statute, they need evidence of a crime having been committed. Not, we think there's going to be a crime, so you guys better go away. No, they have to have evidence of a crime being committed. But then it's too late. We're looking more at preventative policing here, giving them, you know, the the blessing of the town to say, you know, you know, it's two in the morning, do you know where your parents, do your parents know where you are? And this is something that they would very much like to have. We discussed curfew. Uh, the RCMP really don't like curfews. They're hard to enforce. Uh, it depends on what direction they're given from the municipality. Uh, some become a glorified babysitting service. You know, if they're under 16, they're wandering the streets without any good excuse. Now, they're not coming from a sponsored event or whatever. Uh, and the parents have no idea. They have the choice. Okay, you know, you can tell them to go straight home and hope they do. 
Or you can put them in the back seat of the police vehicle and you can drive them home and say, here, Mom, here, Dad, here's your little Johnny. Or they can issue a violation ticket to the offender, they can issue one to the parents, or both. And some municipal bylaws, and I looked about 25 of them, won't even allow you to ticket anyone under the age of 16. Where do we go with that one? The RCMP, in the conversations I've had with Staff Meyer and Sergeant Onassi and a couple of the members, they don't want curfew that much at all. I mean, if it's mandated by council, yes, they will try to enforce it. But it's uh, their, their comment to me was it's going to be a bit of a nightmare. So, Mr. Smith, um, the proposed bylaw, is it based on one that's currently in place? It in, is. In a municipality? That it's based on the bylaw that we have in place right now. It's just not a very complete bylaw, in my view. Okay. So you've changed a few Anything things. Anything that's highlighted it. is new. Okay. So, Mr. Mayor, I would um, move that... Um, we received the proposed bylaw for information and um, discuss it further at uh, priorities and governance meeting and bring it back end of June, beginning of July, and go from there. Okay, why don't you just say later in the summer? Later in the summer will work. <laughs> okay. Uh, any, any questions, comments? Okay, all in We don't want to delay it too long because it's summer when it's really an issue, right? Like summer into about uh, Thanksgiving weekend. Anyway. Well, we've had 100 summers, almost 100 summers passed in the town of Peace River and, <laughs> and not have to use this bylaw. So, okay, uh, all in favor of Councillor Matt Manzer's motion. So maybe you could actually put it up on the website and, uh, for a 60-day review and comment period. Certainly. Yeah, 30 is probably better. Okay. But your 30 days. And that way if uh, there's no comments and we pass it and there's a, a hullabaloo and CBC comes in and makes a big story out of it, we can just say we put it up for comment and review and didn't get any comments. Well, I think I told you the story of what happened in Tabor. Well, I think I saw it on the news. So. Yeah, apparently the chief of police didn't get into hiding quick enough before CBC showed up. Mr. Mayor, do we need a motion to do the 30 days? Or? No, I, I don't no. think so. No? We, yeah, the okay, let's, why clear. don't you make a motion? Okay, I would move that council direct administration to put the proposed um, um, lottering and public behaviors bylaw uh, up on the website and leave it there for 30 days for comments and it come back to us. All in favor of Deputy Mayor Manser's motion? Passed. Okay, great. We are now in unfinished business, and the uh, the only item under unfinished business business is the offsite levy policy. And so, uh, I'm assuming Ms. Modi is going to come up to the desk again. Good evening again. Good evening. So the offsite levy policy will support the offsite levy bylaw and provide direction to administration. Uh, 
the town has had the offsite levy bylaw since 2000, or the offsite levy bylaw in its current form since 2009. Uh, at that time, and then again in 2011, when the Corvus business consultants worked with the town again to update the model, they did provide a draft offsite levy policy. However, at that time, it was not brought forward to council, so we have done so today. We have spent many hours uh, around the administration table with both the Corvus consultant as well as the town solicitor going over the text of the offsite levy policy and what the result is is before you tonight. So the intent of the policy is to provide both clarity and consistency in terms of the administration of the offsite levy bylaw. It spells out when the offsite levy would apply and when it does not apply. This includes both the provincial applicability as well as municipal applicability. So we're making sure that the bylaw is only applied when there is development that would impact the infrastructure that the offsite levy is intended to help fund. The policy then gets into how the levy amount owed might be deferred and how the payment would then occur if and when the levy was deferred. It also makes sure that the town would seek indemnification if the payment is deferred so that we are secure that the money will eventually end up in the town's coffers. And it speaks to the possibility of front-ending and the developer developing some of the infrastructure that is within the offsite levy bylaw, or within the offsite levy model rather, rather than paying cash, but developing the infrastructure instead. And then any terms for repayment if that amount of infrastructure that they would build would actually be in excess of the offsite levies that they owe. So it's administration, administration's recommendation that council approve the offsite levy policy to go along with the offsite levy bylaw, which was adopted earlier today. Okay. Any yes? I uh, just two or a question and a clarification. Okay. Um, the bond versus the letter of credit. I'm assuming because the bond stayed in here, we are still going to allow that at discretion. I guess. Yeah, it's at the town's discretion okay. what sort of indemnification, okay. bond versus letter of credit. And then deferral, um, I was reading the paragraph about deferral, and you've clarified that if it's over 400, then the deferral actually applies to the full amount, not just that over 400. That's right. There was a small typo in that paragraph that I was okay. going to, and now I don't know if I can find it. Just a sec here. Ah, oh, my computer screen keeps going black. Okay, so it says uh, the deferral may apply to the entire amount, not, oh, sorry. Um, there you go. That's the one I was looking for. Yep, there. Once the levy amount is reaches. <laughs> yes, you're right. We are off by a letter. Okay, so, um, so I, I was just looking for that clarification and the bond versus letter credit, so thank you. So while we're on uh, small typos, uh, your flowchart. Yes. The first box has the develop development previously paid, and offsite. It's all one word. Where which there's no space between and and offsite. Which flowchart are we on? What page are you on? Oh, I'm on page. Uh, there's more than one flowchart. Three. On page three. Uh, yes, I see that. 
week for that breaches and shit there. Word is should be removed. Yeah. You're probably thinking about beaches when you. <laughs> <laughs> if only. Your Worship, if I could jump in, uh, Alicia, on uh, when we talk about uh, standards and specifications, construction to the standards, the specifications of the town when a developer is tying in. So, do, do we do those inspections ourselves? Does the town if, do uh, phase five as, as an example when they tie back into the town infrastructure? We we do that. The, the town does that. And 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 what standard or specification do we use? Is there a Well, we have the town has municipal servicing standards. Okay, so that that's what we made, and that document is current. We don't. I guess what I was driving at is, we don't need to update that document when we're, we're, we're discussing that. Actually, oh, okay. the document is from two thousand and nine. Two thousand and nine. And certainly, we've been talking about updating it with regards to some types of infrastructure, including municipal lighting. But that would be an opportunity if we're opening it to consider other aspects of it. But in terms of what that would entail, that's not scoped out right now. Okay. So this agreement, it, so uh, I guess just from a timing point of view, so it would be, would, would it be fair to say then if a development took place in a year or two that it would be the standard and specifications at the time? Or do, do we need, so, so that, I guess what I'm driving at, we, we can modernize our standards and specifications mm -hmm. and then hold the developer to the new standard when the time comes, I presume, is that? Okay. That would certainly be how I would read it. But right, and the, the, okay, fair enough. Uh, a motion? Hearing none, I guess we won't have one. I'll, I'll <laughs> move that uh, we approve the off-site levy policy. Okay, uh, all in favor of Deputy Mayor Manzer's motion? Great. We're now in new business. First item was regional recreational situational situational analysis report. That's a whole mouthful, Ms. Bell. Your Worship and Council, the report and attached lengthy amendments is the product from the North Peace Region situational analysis of recreation activities, infrastructure, and service delivery report. It is quite a mouthful. Um, in the fall of 2014, the Town of Peace River agreed to be a part of this regional assessment of recreation. Uh, it did include quite a number of our regional partners, including Northern Sunrise County as the lead of the project, Village of Nampa, MD of Peace, County of Northern Lights, Town of Grimshaw, Village of Berwyn, and ourselves. Uh, the report is attached for your review. There is also an additional sub-segment sub report, which is specific to the information by those respondents identifying themselves from the town of Peace River. Uh, that report gives you all of your Peace River specific uh, residential information and uh, any of the youth that participated, your local organizations, and also the focus group that was held in Peace River, which was uh, extremely well attended in comparison to some of the other regional meetings. Um, 
we administration will be reviewing this report at our community services board meeting probably the next two meetings because it's rather substantial and be looking at the recommendations to additionally provide council their input uh, and thoughts around the report that's okay <laughs> just, <laughs> just locked out um, uh, well, I lost my train of thought Oh, we will also be utilizing uh, the documents in, re, um, in reference to our existing planning documents, such as the Parks and Trails plan and doing some cross-reference to see where there's overlap, uh, where any of the documents provides any additional information or different information than we may have already. So at this point, administration recommends for further discussion with council at one of your priorities and committee meetings, if you have any left that aren't already... Uh, identified as agenda items to have a in-depth discussion about the five specifically the five recommendations that come out of the report um, I believe it requires some lengthy discussion each, on each of them they are very specific and very different um, and you may want to explore those options a little further and that's my report short and sweet what do we have available for a first opening for PNG? Is the first one in June available still? June 3rd, I guess that would be. Oh, second and fourth, sorry. 11th, 10th. Is it, it's, it, you're not able to view it? We don't, we don't have the fiber optics. <laughs> <laughs> Once that in, we'll just zip on out. Uh oh, yeah, that, that's, Colin was ahead of the game. So June 24th? Tentatively. I was going to say it's, I don't really want to wait until then, but. Well, we can have a special meeting. Because I'm assuming there's some municipalities that are going to want to hear from us as well as our own yeah. direction that we need to determine where we're going and yeah. how we're going to get there. Well, and I guess maybe that's what I've missed in this report. So the intent is that um, the other municipalities would do the same, review the five recommendations and compile back to Northern Sunrise County as the lead of where collectively or not we would like to proceed on the five recommendations well you know a special meeting is is probably doable we did have uh, a counselor from northern sunrise county said say that we should we should act on it sooner rather than later agreed so And I think even Deputy Mayor Manzer will agree to this special meeting. <laughs> so what about June 2nd? It's a Tuesday. Uh, uh, what, June's, no, isn't that? Oh, that's next week. That's oh, okay. Oh, you're going on next week. 
Well, he just wants a ski house, so. <laughs> okay. And a climbing wall. And a climbing wall. <laughs> June, yeah, I was just looking at that. June 11th is a Thursday. Uh, that's okay with me. June 2nd, June 11th. You just call it, Councillor Benke. What's that? Oh, okay, so I'm not hearing any objections, so I'd put a motion on the table, Your Worship, to schedule a special meeting uh, for Thursday, June 11th, to discuss uh, the recommendations that were found in the Regional Recreation Situational Analysis Report for review and discussion. And can we find a different title next time? <laughs> <laughs> I tried to shorten it up, but I'm afraid of what the acronym I, I, might be. Yeah. I should pr potentially put a time in there, maybe 5 p.m., if that's agreeable. Sure. All in favor of uh, Councillor Benke's motion? Uh, so your uh, community services group will have time to wade through it? Yes, we have a meeting this Wednesday, so they'll get a first review of the five recommendations, and we'll, right. um, and I'll focus them on those. And they'll come, or at least a rep will come to this special meeting in council? That's a great idea. Well, it should probably be good if most of them could come. Pardon me, I'm sorry? It'd be good if most of them could come. Sure. Mr. Mayor, at what point in time does this get um, put on the website? I think you can put it on right now, okay? Technically, it's available right now through the council agenda. Okay. Yeah. And then so, at, at some point, um, the, the leadership through Northern Sunrise County will do a um, press release for the region that will all so can partner we put in. Can we put this copy on the website right There's now? There's no reason why. Yeah, it's there now. Yeah. Yeah, it's well, a public document. It's in the agenda package. Yeah. Wow, okay. But yeah. we can move it. It yeah. would be nice to move it, yeah. Yeah, and we were waiting for Northern Sunrise County to take the lead on the PR piece of it. So I'll be conferring with Matt tomorrow morning to let him know we had a discussion tonight and get something written up. It'll probably snow before they make a decision on it. Okay. It's not snowing tomorrow. <laughs> Thank you. Did you want people to? Yeah. I think that's good enough. Okay, Town of Peace River Airport Field Electrical Center request for proposals. Transport Canada has requested that the town engage an engineering consulting firm to complete the design, tender, and supervision of the construction of a new field electrical center building for the Peace River Airport. This project was advertised as a request for proposals, and we received five uh, tenders. And Transport Canada only provides funding for the lowest-priced uh, proposals, so the... Um, Gibbons Consulting Limited is the lowest uh, proposal. It's been reviewed and it appears to be appropriate for the scope of the work. And Gibbons Consulting has an excellent understanding of the project as they were the sub-consultant to Tetra Tech 
the firm who completed the preliminary design for the town. So administration recommends that council award the um, contract to Gibbons Consulting Consultants Inc. for a value of twenty-seven thousand eight hundred and forty-three dollars. Quite a quite a gap between the lowest and the highest. <coughs> it's uh, the. Um, and WSP Canada has quite a bit of familiarity. Yeah, that was, I was looking at this and I was also, it was a clear tender, like it was very clear what the expectations are because there's a huge spread here. There is a huge spread. Um, our engineer has reviewed it and he's, he, comfortable, uh, with he's it? comfortable with it. Oof, okay. Your Worship, uh, considering that it's Transport Canada's money and they only want the lowest bid, there's not much use debating this motion. I would put a motion on the floor that we accept the Gibbons Consulting Inc. for $27,843 for the electrical work that needs to be done at the airport. All in favor of Councillor Needham's motion? Seeing that it's Transport Canada's money. <laughs> I'm sorry, I missed that. I was just saying, how come the bids we pay for out of pocket never come in this low? <laughs> So in this case, if say that they actually have to spend more than the twenty-seven odd thousand, does Transport Canada pay for the extra two? No. No, no. You you have an allowance, and the allowance is twenty-seven thousand eight hundred forty-three dollars. Period. <laughs> I'll say most of the time things seem to come in over rather than. Well, our, our engineering contractor feels that he's comfortable with it, so. Uh, that takes us to the Town of Peace River Engineering and Infrastructure trailer. Um, Ms. Bench, you're going to speak to this? So on uh, January 26th of this year, Council approved a borrowing bylaw in the amount of $905,000 for the purchase of three pieces of equipment for public workshop, a track hoe, a hydrovac, and a street sweeper. So the original um, purchase did not include a trailer for transporting the track hoe. So the Public Works Department has uh, requested uh, that uh, Council authorize us to spend $33,298 uh, from the Transportation Reserve Fund to purchase uh, a trailer so that the track hole can be transported from one site to another. I thought that was part of the original deal, did we not? I, I didn't recall. It, it was, it was not in the bylaw. So what also happened was that um, the Canadian dollar lost some value. <coughs> so when they went back to the companies who had um, provided uh, quotes, the dollar had devalued. So the because the American dollar was now higher, we could not purchase the trailer out of that $905,000. There was not enough money left for that. So the, uh, per the purchase price for the equipment came in at um, $18,879, less than, um, um, I don't want to use the word tender, less than the quotes we had received. 
However, that was not enough to purchase the trailer with that money. So do we need 33 plus the 18 to get a trailer? No, we'll spend less of the borrowed money. So we only spent 886000 of the 905. So we'll pay back to, we won't borrow as much money as we needed, as we thought we needed. And we'll take it out of we'll the transportation take, reserve? That was the proposal. So currently there's, I believe, just over $400,000 in the transportation reserve. So when you say here two of the four companies refused to honor their original quotes, um, what what's the point of putting that in there? Like was it was it put back out to? No, they tender? they decided that the dollar had devalued so much they weren't going to honor their. What about prices. the other two? I can't answer that right now. I'll have to talk to Sandy. So. I'm assuming these numbers we're looking at are the lowest bids. Is that correct? Yes. She went back and she negotiated uh, with these companies and got them to, they, they had originally asked for more, and she got them to lower their prices somewhat, but they would not budge any more than that. So just to clarify, is it a re in the in the math department, is it really only fourteen thousand dollars that were? If you were to look at the original numbers, uh, this although it says thirty three thousand dollars, technically we've approved the eighteen that's supposedly under. So are we really just talking about the difference between the fourteen thousand dollars? Except 000. the whole amount would come right. out of the reserve. Right. So, so okay, but just yeah. so that we. People aren't under the impression that it's thirty-three thousand dollars. No, new it's money. it's an additional it's, it's, fourteen. It's well, addition. almost fifteen. Okay, fair enough. Well, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to have a piece of equipment that we can't haul around to sites to use it. So, I guess um, in light of that, I'd put a motion on the table to um, approve the purchase of a trailer. Um, for the price of $33,298 uh, for the purpose of moving the track hoe. Okay. All in favor, Councillor Benke's motion. Passed. Uh, the next one is an invite to uh, Canada Day celebrations, not on Canada Day, but on uh, June the 24th. At their at the at NSC's transportation building, so um, administration is recommending that council accept the invitation to the Canada Day celebration, and I'm assuming that you'll uh, that motion will enable all councillors to attend. Is that what I hear, or bit of a mistake in the recommendation there? says June 24th, 2015 from 4 to 5 p.m. And I think the invitation says from 4 to 8. Well, they don't want you to drink too many beers. <laughs> Thanks, Mayor. <laughs> 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 Do we have a governance and priorities meeting that day? We have a council meeting that night too, right? Governance so meeting, yeah. We did last year, didn't we? Went up and then we all came back down to meeting or something? That's why you only get to go to 
I guess so. <laughs> I'll make a motion, Your Worship, to enable Council to attend the uh, Canada Day celebration at Northern Sunrise County. All in favor of Councilor Bear's motion? Uh, Northern Lakes is holding their convocation on June the 5th, and I believe uh, Councillor Burr is going to be the designate and convey official greetings and a congratulatory message to the graduates of the college and, and provide them with your hard-won wisdom. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate so, any feedback from council of what I should be telling them. I'm probably a bad one to. <laughs> okay, so uh, we need a motion on that. Uh, so, Councillor Needham. Uh, I would uh, put a motion on the floor, uh, Your Worship, to enable uh, Councillor Burr to attend the June 1st Northern Lakes College uh, invitation event uh, planned for the Baytech Center. Isn't it the 5th? So, yeah, it'll be, it'll be held June the 5th. Ah, well, the recommendation says June the 1st. Yeah, that's first. what the recommendation says. The background okay. says June the 5th. So. Well, that's... I apologize. I must have been um, dyslexic that day. Okay. Great. Uh, all in favor of... Councillor uh, Needham's motion. Uh, oh, wow. Village of Nampa is having a grand opening ceremony for the Nampa Civic Center. And. Uh, okay. And it will be held on June the 20th. Speeches are to begin at 5.50. And. Uh, so I'm hoping that Deputy Mayor Manzer will step up and, and, and provide the Peace River speech. We have to do a speech. Thinking we get to listen to the speeches. But uh, oh. I, I would uh, move that um, we accept the Village of Nampa's invitation to attend their grand opening ceremony for the Nampa Civic Center on June 20th from 4 p.m. to 8 p.m. And councillors be enabled to attend. Okay. All in favor, Deputy Mayor Mazur's motion. Uh, Peace Regional Victim Services are requesting a uh, an auction item for their silent auction, and that will be held. It's the fourth annual charity golf tournament silent auction and banquet for June. 12th of Friday, um, and they're just asking for a donation. So option one is, or the recommendation from administration is option one. Anyone make a, want to make a motion to that effect? Sure, I'll make that motion, okay. Your Worship. Uh, all in favor of uh, option one? Passed. Thank you. Councillor Ford. Um, the amyotropic lateral 
Sclerosis Society of Alberta, ALS, um, had, would like us to make a proclamation. And that proclamation is for June the 18th. Well, on June the 18th is, is the, their annual walk. So it's a proclamation for the whole, to make June 2015 ALS Awareness Month. So, uh, Councillor, is there a councillor who wishes to make that motion? Uh, councillor Benke? I would make that motion, Your Worship. All in favor of making June ALS Awareness Month and advertising it on the town website as well as other social media sites. Uh, that takes us to check registry. No. Oh. Oh, yes. Um, dedicated reserve. I don't have that one. You don't? Oh, maybe I do. I just, uh, sorry. Okay. I had already clicked it open. Okay. Yeah, so uh, uh, the issue is uh, establishing a dedicated reserve as per the 2015 operating budget for the construction of a new arena. So during the 2015 budget process, council directed administration to include in the tax rate a 0.5 mil that would be transferred to a reserve to help fund the construction of a new arena. Establishing of that reserve requires council approval and the recommendation from administration is that we approve the establishment of a dedicated reserve for the express purpose of funding the construction of a new arena. So I just have one question. So we raise money for it through the tax rate, goes into a dedicated reserve, and that reserve can only be used for the construction of an arena, correct? That would be correct. If council dedicates that to a specific purpose, that's all it can be used for. And if we were not to build that arena, what happens to the monies? That would be council's decision at that time. But technically, you would you you would actually give it back. To you you could you could use that to offset taxes in that year, or you could uh, you wouldn't refund the money. You couldn't do that. So why would we make this just a new arena? Why wouldn't we just make it a recreational complex? In the discussions that we were having at the committee level or the subcommittee level. Um, we felt that because we're asking other municipalities to look at contributing to this, making it a generalized reserve um, from an optics perspective would, I guess, cause maybe some concern that that money might be used for things other than what it would be intended to be used for. So the idea was that we made it a dedicated reserve to this particular project um, so that if it was not going to be used, then that the other municipalities wouldn't be at the, I guess, the risk of it being used for things that it wasn't intended to be used for. Okay. Now, I do also have one question here, is we're talking about um, the 0.5 mil, but we also talked about a transfer from the mill rate stabilization. Does that need to be in this or no? That should be in your uh, recommendation. 
or in your motion in the motion yes okay so I guess then I would be prepared to put a motion on the table to establish the dedicated reserve for the purpose of funding the construction of a new arena um, and that would include the transfer of the 0.5 mil um, I guess that was levied on the tax notices as well as a 0.5 or sorry the uh, 500,000 transferred from the mill rate stabilization fund I have one question. Yeah. Um, so we specifically say arena. So if that turned into arena and something, rec center, is that still the intent? That, well, that is the intent. The, the question about how to name it um, has come up a couple of times. We know we need to look at the arena. We also know that it may not be a dual ice surface. It might be one ice surface or it might be an ice surface in a field house. Um, so, I mean, I guess we could look at calling it the construction of the new rec facility. The only thing is, again, when we're going to the other municipalities, we've been talking to them about the need to have an ice surface in town or to, to replace the existing ice surface in town. So if we generalize it too much, um, it could become a, a cause for concern that they may not have control over how those funds are being used. Your Worship, I think we should just call it the arena fund. If we have to change it later, we can, but let's keep it straightforward and upfront right now. Well, if you change it after the fact, that isn't keeping it straightforward, is it? Wow. It's kind of doing a little sleight of hand. I think the point is, though, that we know we need an arena and we need an ice surface. You know, whatever else happens after that, you know, if this 0.5 goes into that fund and our other money that we're throwing in there, it is going to be used for an ice surface first. So if something else comes after the fact, so be it. And, and I think the idea would be that that would be in, in consultation with anybody else that's contributing to that reserve. So it wouldn't necessarily be something that we would do on our own. But again, the reason we had it specifically referencing the arena is because that's the conversations that we've been having and we didn't want to generalize it too much. And, um, you know, in three years, if we're not sitting at this table and somebody wants to use it for something other than what it was intended for, then that could cause some concern. Well, in regards to that project, there was, what, four or five different phases to the, the whole overall project, but phase one is specific to the ice service, is it not? At this point, yeah. So that could that reserve be dedicated to phase one of the REC project, so to speak? I think the whole rec project is uh, will be the subject of the recreational needs assessment because out of the recreational needs assessment we got the impression that phase two second ice surface was people weren't that interested in it. So. But I'm just spe spe specifically speaking to the to the naming of the fund where you wanted to dedicate that 0.5 mil rate to the ice surface or arena which is phase one of the project I, and so I, whatever the other phases of the project are later on that 0.5 mil rate won't be wouldn't be directed to phase two or three it would be specific to phase one and i think that's fair i think though again we don't want we we want to keep it as broad as we can because there is the possibility that you may do more than phase one once we get our conversations going with our municipal partners we may not get anything but we may do more than just phase one so again I think that try to keep it somewhat general we know we need an arena um, the town needs an arena whether 
it's us on our own eventually or if it's with the region sooner rather than later and the possibility of adding more to it. So I think, um, I mean, I, I guess it's up to what everybody thinks is best, but I think let's just try and keep it um, open and address the emergent need, which I guess at this point is the arena. So there's a motion on the table from Councillor Benke. Could you read that back to us, Ms. Alexoff? I would feel that I would need Councillor Benke's assistance with this. I only got the first part correct, and I'm, I stalled at the um, amount. But so far I have uh, Councillor Benke moved to approve the establishment of a dedicated reserve for the express purpose of funding the construction of a new arena, which includes the transfer of 1.5? No, sorry, the 0.5 um, mill rate that was, uh, I guess, budgeted from the tax increase this year, as well as a transfer of 500000 from the mill rate stabilization reserve. All in favor of Councillor Benke's motion? I have a question. Yeah. Something that, that Tannen said, if maybe perhaps Renee can clarify, other municipalities wouldn't put money into this, right? Like, this is no, our fund. To, no, okay. This is strictly, this is strictly raised, funds. money raised by the town. Okay. All right. Thank you. Okay. So, uh, that's, that Sorry, just to clarify, unless they gave us money, then if they gave us a check, then you would put it in there. But that's typically not how those kind of things. It's no. You would have some sort of fancy agreement where everyone put kicks money in the actual purchase or whatever. That's okay. correct. Okay. So uh, there was a tenth item. That was uh, Lake Cardinal Economic Development Board Airport Committee. Yes, Your Worship. So uh, discussion um, as directed was uh, at the last Lac Cardinal meeting was to discuss the possibility of Lac Cardinal uh, Regional Economic Development Board taking the lead on the revitalization and implementation of a re the regional airport authorities or regional airport model. Um, so there seemed to be consensus that the board was interested in that. So they've asked for a formal letter from the town of Peace River asking them to um, spearhead this project, uh, to take the lead on it, and to initiate a first meeting with the uh, municipal partners as well as the stakeholders. Okay, fair enough. Okay. Uh, so probably a motion. To that effect? Yeah, Your Worship, a, a motion to direct administration to draft said letter and uh, get it off to the Lac Cardinal Board as soon as possible. Probably should get me to sign it. Call in favor of Councillor Benke's motion. I'm assuming there weren't many questions. Any other questions? Okay, uh, reports. Uh, we have check registry, one for May the 11th and one for May 15th. Are there any questions on those? Okay. Hearing, uh, hearing none, I'll take a motion to accept the check registries for information. Okay, Councillor Sajak. I move we accept the uh, check registries of May 11th and May 15th, 2015 for information. 
All in favor? Uh, now we have a meeting since May the 11th. Um, so there was the uh, council meeting on May the 11th, May the 12th. I don't have anything for that. Uh, May 13th, uh, Northern Lakes REC needs assessment on May 12th. Okay, and uh, on May the 13th, there was Northern Lakes uh, Community Education Committee had their annual regional meeting. Um, on and then that then that evening, there was a Governance and Priorities Committee meeting, which we adopted the minutes to. May the 14th, uh, the Northern Lakes. Uh, Community Education Committee continued uh, for another day. Um, there was a Northwest Emergency Social Services Regional Meeting at uh, uh, the Saw Ridge Inn. And uh, later on that evening, the uh, Chamber of Commerce held their May Business Social. Uh, May 18th. Um, Mayor's Caucus in uh, Strathmore, Alberta. Oh, oh, that's that's upcoming. Okay, so that one wasn't May nineteenth. Uh, the Mighty Peace Oil and Gas Show at the Bell Petroleum Center was held. Uh, that continued on the twentieth. I think May nineteenth. There was also a Peace Regional Waste Management. Committee meeting, wasn't there, or was that on the 20th? On the 20th. Okay. Okay. And uh, RCMP advisory board met on, or community advisory group met on May 20th. Uh, May 22nd, there was the Mighty Peace Watershed Alliance annual general meeting. We'll find out if Deputy Mayor Manser was re-elected to her position as small urban rep. So uh, uh, are there any meetings there that should be highlighted and uh, takeaways? Um, for the emergency social services one, the takeaway I got from that was when planning new buildings, you should consider uh, the needs for emergency services as well in terms of something like a flood or a fire in the case of Slave Lake, that kind of stuff. Um, in terms of the um, Mighty Peace uh, Watershed uh, meeting, um, I'm in my, going into my second year of a two-year term, so I'm still a small urban thing. But they did give a very interesting, or at least it was interesting to me, um, a session on something called LIDAR, L-I-D-A-R. Apparently the forestry people are really up on this, and uh, it's something like radar, only it looks at the ground and can tell when there's minuscule streams or water, can tell the heights of trees and etc. Is that what it does, guys? You're close. Okay, thank you. Anyways, it was quite interesting. He had some beautiful pictures. And um, 
The other thing that I went to was um, what? Oh, Peace River School Divisions. Um, I guess it's an annual meeting with different municipalities, and uh, they asked for input into uh, what made a strong community and how to attract and retrain, retain youth in communities. So that's what the discussion items were. They also handed out a um, list of their uh, 2016 to 2019 capital plans uh, with respect to Peace River. Um, Springfield Elementary in the summer of 2015 is getting um, some modernization of some portables and stuff like that because they have so many students. And that was on May 21st, was it? Uh, Peace River School Division? May 20th. Peace River School Division. Uh, annual, is that what they call their annual general meeting? Or what? Mm, uh, annual meeting with municipalities. No more talk of leaving Peace River? Um, the chairperson uh, made a statement that, um, according to his statement, all trustees were in favor of centralizing um, Peace River School Division's uh, various branches. He left it at that and said that they were developing a communications plan. Interesting. That's it. Ms. Banky. Okay. Um, on the 21st, so the other meetings I have have already been mentioned, but on the 21st there was a Municipal Planning Commission meeting as well as a Lac Cardinal Regional Economic Development Board meeting that I attended. Okay. And you gave us the highlights in the Lac Cardinal one. Uh, primarily the highlight was the uh, airport, so we went to them with the discussion um, about you know their willingness to take the lead on that project and that was uh, favorably received so that was um, the largest takeout from that meeting okay right. um, any other if there are there any other items you want to highlight any takeaways the only other meeting that I attended was the museum board meeting on the 20th at 7 o'clock well you guys were busy on the 20th Okay, and then you come out of the museum board. Uh, Met some new staff that they've got on for the summer um, and uh, basically we reviewed some of the upcoming, um, um, I guess, what would they be called? Uh, their directives, I guess, on uh, what they want to look at over the next year. They reviewed their policies and stuff and we've basically laid out a few of those that we'll be looking at. Your Worship, the uh, Mighty Peace Tourist Association uh, AGM and regular board meeting was scheduled for, for May 21. Uh, that was postponed for unknown reasons and is now scheduled for uh, June the 11th at 7 o'clock. And I'm still the, uh, the counselor appointed to that and I will attend on June the 11th. So, Mr. Burr, oh, Peace Regional Waste Management Company meeting. So there was a motion to to explore options to recite the uh, current landfill operations to the green zone. Correct. 
that was probably the takeaway there. So that would mean moving the municipal, probably not only the industrial section, but the municipal part of that landfill to the green zone, which uh, add, will add some more kilometers to the haul distance for our, our municipal waste hauler. Mr. Ford, there was the RCMP Advisory Committee meeting. Uh, yes, that meeting was on the 20th. However, I did not attend. I was away on holidays, and I did not uh, email my uh, counselor banking in regards to that, as my calendar showed her and Deputy Mayor Manzer at another meeting on that same day. And uh, just maybe mention that I... I waved the Town of Peace River flag at the Mighty Peace Oil and Gas Show. Uh, any uh, any uh, key meetings coming up tomorrow? Well, uh, coming week, so there will be one uh, tomorrow. We are meeting with the Northern Sunrise County to speak about the Joint Capital Fund and in particular the need to spend monies from that fund on the pool and phase two of the 12-foot Davis Park. And on Thursday, 28th, I think. Okay, so the ski hill meeting is on the 28th. Yep. And the Wednesday will be the Governance and Priorities Committee. And I think the agenda is out for that. Um, any, any other meetings? There is an MPC meeting scheduled for Thursday. Why don't you guys just bundle them all up and then have an hour's <laughs> session? <laughs> Think that's anything else we need to highlight okay uh, that takes us to the information session um, of the portion of the meeting there's an operating and capital budget variance document uh, are there questions of the CAO regarding the uh, operating and capital budget variance report I just have a general question, and it's probably been explained already, but here I go again. Um, I'm looking at the sheet which it says, um, Town of Peace River Budget Report as of April 30th, 2015. So you have 2015 year-to-date revenue, then budgeted revenue, percent of year-to-date budget, annual budgeted revenue, and percent of annual revenue. Um, okay, percent. Percent of year-to-date budget, is that for, that's only for that particular item's budget? With that period. So year-to-date budget would be the budget up to April 30th, 2015. Oops, sorry. So for other general government uh, programs, 
we we expected to have four hundred forty-five thousand odd dollars, but we at this point in time we've only received three hundred eighty-one thousand four hundred eighty, which is eighty-six percent of year-to-date budget. And the annual projected revenue uh, by the end of the year should be one point three million, uh, and of the three eighty-one thousand. Is only 30% of that 1.3 million. I think I'm on. So we we're behind, but we uh, we feel that's basically timing issues. That's correct. That's correct. Okay. Uh, although I do note that under cemetery, expenditures are expected to increase during the summer months. <laughs> That's do, because uh, of maintenance, not. To die during <laughs> no. The <summer>? <laughs> That's because of maintenance <laughs> issues. <laughs> okay, well, I was just wondering if our engineering staff had turned into actu actuarians. So. Okay, very good. Now that we've cleared that one up. Um, so Alberta Municipal Affairs, uh, there's a grant extension. Uh, and this one is for the, uh, to submit the uh, town audit. That's uh, correct. They've given us an extension to, to June 19th. And that's because the auditors still don't have the uh, waste management company's financials, which tie into ours. So when was the election? That would be May the 5th, and the letter is dated May the 11th, but that's a minor point. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't I think Miss McQueen wonder, made the made the made the made I the wonder list. if Stephanie Clark was one of the partisan. Uh, <laughs> government officials that was uh, given the pink slip uh, yesterday, today. Well, the ministers were still ministers till the new ones were appointed the other day, so. I think I'm the one that pointed that out to you, that the the premier is only the designate premier until Sunday. So was this the same reason that we had this sort of thing last year? Same idea? There was a letter indicating that we had more time for it. That happens uh, on occasion in a lot of municipalities when the auditors uh, don't get the statements done on time. So uh, the next item on the agenda is a letter from the uh, Companion Society. I won't bother pronouncing their, their name in French. It is actually to the Reeve in Northern Sunrise County, but uh, this does touch on to uh, um, the uh, motion at the Peace River, uh, at the Peace Regional Waste Management Company meeting uh, to explore landfill sites for the acceptance of industrial and municipal waste in the green zone of Northern Sunrise County. There was quite a bit of, uh, at least, uh, I don't know if there was quite a bit of opposition, but there was certainly vociferous opposition to uh, 
where the current landfill is and an expansion of that into the next quarter. So, um, so the waste management uh, board will be making a decision on this, or it's already there was well, a. Yes, if I could. Yes, there was a, a deputy uh, manager. Yes, there was a motion passed that uh, the landfill basically, as in, in its present position, won't be there in five years. Uh, so in the next very short period of time, the idea is to explore options uh, in the so-called green zone, which would be an area east off of the agricultural settlement land. It would be in the forested area. So the site that's there now would, would exist, but it would only be a transfer site where county residents would take their household residue, resid, household garbage and deposit it, and then it would be transferred. So, so basically that site would um, largely become, um, well, cer certainly much, much uh, downsized in terms of size, in terms of what it would, ac would, ac what it would accept. So the motion was passed, and uh, I don't think we need to respond to this. Uh, the letter, we were given a CC on it, so, and it was directed to the Reeves, so I don't think the town needs to respond to this. I would just think it's just information. Well, I, I also, if, if uh, none of these green zone sites are determined to be suitable, uh, they do have in their land use bylaw, which there is undergoing second and third reading, there is a discretionary use in, in the uh, county agricultural area to, to, to site a landfill. I, we would probably go back and ask that that site where we're currently on be expanded to the next quarter, but, uh, um, there is, uh, I think, when we look at four or five sites, there's probably probability that we'll find at least one that's suitable. Uh, so the Peace Library System uh, had a board meeting, and they also sent us their financial statements. Do you want to touch on those, Deputy Mayor Manzer, seeing that you're the PLS person on this uh, thank you. Um, apparently, everything is uh, pretty okay according to the audit. Uh, there was a there's a few processes in the office that they are changing uh, according to what the auditor has suggested. So everything seems to be okay, though. Okay. Uh, item six, City of Grand Prairie wants to. Uh, well, I suppose Municipal Government Day is June the 10th everywhere in, in Alberta or even in Canada. Uh, no, it? it's proclaimed by each uh, municipality independently. Are we going to proclaim it or will we just... Okay. <laughs> We're going to let sleeping dogs lie? I'm sorry, I can't do another. <laughs> <laughs> Municipal Government Day? Okay. Um... Uh, the City of Grand Prairie has invited us to join theirs for fun and friendly challenges for the 18 communities invited. So I suppose tug of war would be one of them uh, if we can field a team. Uh, is anyone interested in uh, attending the City of Grand Prairie's municipal fun days? 
Hearing no takers, we will uh, pass on item six. Uh, Chris Warrington has been busy putting out quite a few press releases, probably in anticipation of a fall federal election. <laughs> so I think we'll probably accept, uh, I'll take a motion to accept items 11.1 through 11.1. Your, your Worship, a question on Oh, there's a question. Yeah, you, before we jump to that, Your Worship, I, I think the most notable item that we haven't talked about is the last one. And uh, um, Canada has put out, I'm surprised that Tanya left, but uh, the ability to uh, for Canada's birthday party. Uh, I read through that grant application and obviously thought of the new arena project and uh, I guess I'll just use the word unexpected gift, like can we not do something? I just hear, I, I see head shaking, not, not the right way either. No, <laughs> it's for renovations of existing infrastructure. It does not cover new infrastructure. Athabasca Hall is a definite possibility. Tanya and I are going to be speaking about it tomorrow, and we'll be bringing back a report to council you on mean Wednesday. Well, I, I must have read something mm -hmm. different because I read it, and it specifically says arenas. No, with Tanya and if I, we'll be coming up with a recommendation for council. We're building a new with some one. Projects. Well, we could try and fix it, just to have we a don't lot. Do it that. would just have a lot of new parts in it. That's all. It's to a maximum of. It's to a maximum $500,000, and it has to be matching funds. Okay, so, the so it's a 50-50 split. So the point is that uh, someone's looking at this, I guess. Fair enough. There will be a recommendation coming forward to council with projects that would qualify. Maybe we'll be able to finally move on the Athabasca Hall project. It's in the strategic plan. We have no idea what the tactic is to achieve it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, you all give a report to us. Yeah, it's going to be coming back fairly quickly. So 11.1 .1 through 11.11, .11, anyone interested in making a motion to accept for information? Mr. Sacek, all in favor? Um, any notices of motion, Ms. Bench? None. Uh, there are no in-camera items, I take it? At least that's what it says on the agenda. No in-camera items. Wow. We are now at key communication <laughs> items. Is this a record, the press? You guys keep a record of this, don't you? Okay, so key communication items. I'll leave, uh, so I'll ask the press what was interesting about today. That'll be uh, put up on the website for a 30-day review and comment period. So uh, people um, will s um, certainly uh, the, the police uh, indicated to us that they would like uh, they would like to have it as a tool uh, in their toolkit, uh, and you heard some of the problems from uh, Graham Smith around these type of bylaws. 
the enforceability, so on and so forth. Um, and and uh, and uh, sometimes they're taken construed uh, uh, by the press in in a negative way. So I think putting it out for public review and comment, we'll be able to uh, uh, see what the public thinks about it. Well, I think he, uh, Mr. Smith referred to the one in Brooks. Uh, I'm, I get the impression that the one in Brooks, in Tabor, sorry, was uh, was quite a bit more draconian than Mr. Smith is is proposing here. So, uh, but I I haven't really res researched that so. Yeah, so it'd be good to see what the public thinks about it. So if you can advertise that it's on there, it'll be good. Uh, you can interview Mr. Smith. Oh yeah, but the idea there is that uh, the uh, the developer pays their fair share of the offsite infrastructure, i.e., the water treatment plant, the wastewater treatment plant, uh, roads roads uh, that we may have put in that will service the the residents that are in that new development. Um, well, what kind of questions are you going to have? Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll deal with that. The other, I had a couple others on my list. I had uh, the Lac Cardinal asking them to take the lead on the airport committee. Okay. Uh, I also had uh, that the rec needs assessment is now public and on the website for viewing, or will be on the website for viewing. <laughs> okay. And uh, the creation of the reserve for the arena construction. Uh, for the Lac Cardinal airport one, I wasn't sure because that covers sort of two different committees who we wanted as a point person on that one. Um, I'll, I'll take that one. You'll take that one? Okay. And then uh, rec needs assessment. Can I give that to Tanya? Or? Sure. Okay. And then the... Or do you want to take that one? Well, I guess we could tie it together with the reserve for the arena, and then it could be Terry or myself that takes it, okay. if that's yeah. agreeable. Yeah. And that's uh, and then other than that, I had what they had. So, how about um, the fact that we have the garbage recycling new program starting Reminders, yeah. June one or thereabouts? Yeah, June one. And where can people get their blue bags? Any place you can buy.
What do you mean anywhere bags, you can bags, buy bags. <laughs> garbage bags? Um, the extra tags or whatever for, is it more garbage or whatever? Can we buy them at the town office? Yes. How much are they or how does that work? Uh, I believe they're $2. Okay. Cheap at any price. And the bag limit is three. So hopefully one bag of garbage and two bags of grass. Just to clarify, that's three bags of garbage all in one or more containers or one container? Uh, you can have it in, in more than one container, but it's three bags of garbage. And, uh, but the grass clippings, uh, if you add them in a clear clear see-through bag and just add them at the at the curb you wouldn't need to put that in a receptacle really but that counts towards your garbage but that anyway. counts towards your garbage yeah anyway. um also somebody was saying that they their question has to do with um like kitty litter and how to dispose of that under this new system so because it the box uh, that put it in might not fit in the garbage without spilling all the garbage has to be in those black garbage bags, 67 liter bags. Even your kitchen bags have to be then placed in one of those bags. I think they were thinking it might spill because it's pretty hefty, apparently. How many yeah. cats do they have? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> or is it... Kitty litter is heavy. You know, I think we have a bylaw against exotic pets like tigers and lions. So. Okay. <laughs> okay. So. No, what they said was, the chairperson said that all the trustees were in favor of centralizing the school division um, departments, and that they were going to have a communication plan, but they hadn't got any further than that. So, so were any questions brought up after that was mentioned? Like, were any of the, did any of the municipalities ask about it or inquire further? No, it did not seem to be a timely... It was just an announcement, yeah. It wasn't on the agenda. No, you should talk to Chairperson Custer and ask him directly. Okay, um, I think that pretty well wraps it up. So, I, oh, uh, yeah, so there's a form for people to fill out from our uh, tech services people. So if you're coming to the GIS training. And when is the GIS training? Next week. Probably during FCM. Next week's 
What date is it? I can't remember what the date is. Because um, FCM, FCM is next week, too. Okay. Oh, no, it is next week. No, it's the weekend. No, it's on the 3rd. 3rd of June? Yeah. Check and what's on the 8th? It's a Well, it's from the 4th, but it's from the 4th yeah. in the morning, yeah. so check me when the 3rd. Yeah. Okay. And GIS is when? I have no idea. No, I thought it was the 2nd for some reason. I'll send something out in the morning. Okay. Uh, so, uh, a, a motion to adjourn? I'll make that motion.